We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, CMOS girlies? Your favorite shit posters are back. It's January 29th. It is 11 a.m. on a Sunday, and Emma and I are here to share you our recent health and wellness thoughts. How's it going over there, Emma? going good i kind of have a case of the sniffles i think i've been outside in damp weather with like not enough layers Mm. lately which is no no bueno so that is no fun but i'm really happy because i found coconut colt at grocery store near my apartment and they have been out of stock at whole foods and like everywhere for the longest of time because coconut colt has blown up which good for them i'm happy for them but when i saw it i was like oh my god this is meant to be so i bought some coconut colt and i had my little spoonfuls of it and just it feels good to have that back in my life because I yeah. think so many things keep on getting taken away from us because the internet <laughs> is annoying because we're getting popular no I agree I'd fully forgot co- coconut cult was a thing I can buy it feels like an ancient artifact that I've not seen physically I've seen it on socials obviously like you said um cottage cheese was my case today I've been waking up so early yesterday girlies I had a long run and unfortunately I didn't finish it like all the way to 17 miles which is whatever but I got home to my apartment I had a city bike home because my legs were just hurting and it was like an Achilles flare-up which I've had before before and now my entire left leg is like bruised it feels like I was drunk and I fell down three flights of stairs yesterday and I'm genuinely like what the fuck did I do because I was running and I felt good I made it over three bridges I was like feeling great and then yeah yesterday was so sad I couldn't even walk I walked this morning but it hurts and I have a big girl boss week in front of me in relation to running my first run club I have this photo shoot thing I have to be on and now I'm like the runner can't run. What are my fucking odds? So please send a prayer if you hear this. That's my only uh, real update. Emma, any other updates over there? Um, Yeah, I'm sending you prayers. Luckily, you're smart when it comes to recovery. And I'm happy that this is happening to you now versus maybe like five years ago, because I'm sure it would have been like a different story and you would have tried to push through. Yeah. Um, Updates on my end. Oh, I found my Sinsta. Well, I didn't find my Sinsta. I like logged into my- Sorry, because we called it Sinsta. Okay, so back in Nebraska, we call it Sinsta, so secret Insta. Oh, um, see, Finsta, we said fake Insta in Minnesota. Yeah, it was like Sinsta because it was like secret and like everyone is on, I was going to say mute, but on private. Yeah, no, um, we have Finstas, oh my God. I was, yeah, I don't know why. I was like, you know what? I wonder if I remember my password. That's so funny. And so I remembered my password on the first try, which is hilarious. And it just, it made me nostalgic, but also so happy to see what younger me was doing and like the stupid shit I was doing. I like- Back then, like, obviously high school for everyone, people have different experiences, but for the most part, like, 
it, I had a very lovely high school experience and just yeah. seeing myself like so happy and like so creative back then just made me so happy and I was like wow younger me would be so no. proud to see where I am now and I was like damn like oh my god my mind is blown no literally um, same and like- so then immediately after I looked at all those photos I went on the longest longest evening walk and I just listened to ribs by lord on repeat <laughs> at least like 10 or 12 yeah. times and that really just like put me in the zone no same I had that moment a few or no when I went home because I used to be really into art in high school I was in like AP art like did collages all the time and I found all these really cute collages in one of my journals that had like my first glossier sticker ever that I got in 2016 and like rest in peace Man Repeller Man Repeller problematically ended up problematic but like back in the day you know when I was like consuming that media in 2015 and it was like the cool fashion I had like cutouts of that I had cutouts and it's so strange now in New York that Emma you and I are grown and like it's weird being in New York City which I think we talk about a lot but in the professional world like there's people that are 21 that are founders of companies that are also intermingling with people that are 36 and are scaling their like second company so I've very much met a lot of the people that used to be on my Pinterest boards and we're like homies now which feels very strange to say because I'm like yeah the collages like in my bedroom uh have people that I now know and I think that's a weird like reflective moment I also wish I should like try to get into my like finsta thing because I was not posting anything I pretty much was just like I want to go to New York I want to go to New York and that was about it for me <laughs> but they're yeah, very goofy some, yeah some of the stuff I was saying on there just so hilarious and there's also stuff I guess I was posting on there during the pandemic when I was still in college I like brought it back to life and that was just like so weird to see what I was doing back in that time because I think we all just sort of forgot about that time period yeah um but yeah other than that no other crazy crazy updates on my end it's just I, the same old stuff same I mean, no, nonsense. no, no new routines yet. It's only been a week since we last potted. Yeah, we haven't un- uncovered any new routines that have changed our life yet. Um, yeah, I'm sitting in my hyper ice boots. I hope that will help my leg. Um, I'm a big hyper ice stan. If you don't know, they make like recovery technology. So that's been something I've been prioritizing because I'm a big recovery chick. Um, but actually a new routine for me, like the Queensboro Bridge, I ran over that yesterday for my first time ever. And that's the one that you go over in the New York City Marathon. I think it's about mile 17 or 18. And it's like when everyone starts to feel like shit and notoriously like people who film the New York city marathon when they film that part you'll see people just like puking off the side of it i'm like awesome so when i was running up it yesterday of course i was like oh my god this is like me running the marathon this is like so much fun and i'm i don't know maybe i'll do the new york city marathon in the fall if i get a bit or something who knows um and if i still like running at that point but when i was running over it i was like wow this is my new favorite thing ever so i think i might honestly just be running that bridge more just for something new in the routine that reminds me remember early biked. Days of pandemic when we biked to happy's yep. and we vegan bakery over that bridge and that was the first time we were on that bridge and I think it was like one of the first times we used the e-bikes, e-bikes. and we were like truly yep. felt like it was Mario Kart no I when I was going over it because I had to google like can you walk over the Queensboro Bridge because for the marathon they shut off like the car traffic area and that's where you mm-hmm. run over and I was googling it like while I was in Queens I'm like uh can I like run over this bridge and then I'm like wait fuck Emma and I biked over this yeah you can but it was like spooky the, the delivery bikers were coming down pretty fast like while I was going up and I was like yeah I could get hit here um, it's kind of a narrow bridge the, yeah. the sides where you bike and walk that's all I remember but yeah what a time what a fucking time well this episode if you've tapped in our lovely listeners um this is about just recent health things you know emma and i have missed the discourse on tiktok we've been consuming it subconsciously but like we haven't chatted about it since like 
before the holidays and yeah. it's always interesting with like what you guys probably get on your for you page what I what Emma get because it's all different because some of the stuff that you guys asked about I was like I've genuinely never heard about this before and then I was telling Emma like the first thing that came to mind for me was like oh my god we should totally talk about the parasite cleanse and Emma's like what is that and I'm like oh you did not get those videos for like a week straight so we have a wide swath of topics here that I'm very excited for us to get into yeah, I'm excited for you to enlighten me on the topic of Paragard because when you said that I was I had no idea what you were talking about and you were shocked and I was like, I don't know, not on my for you page. So yeah, yeah lots of topics to talk about. Lots um of topics. so yeah, hope you all enjoy. And if there's any other topics you want to hear from us, always let us to girlies know because there is a great chance that we will discuss it. We will love to discuss your your recent intrusive thoughts on the episode of CMOS Girlies in the future. So mm-hmm. I'll call you back and we'll get into our crazy little list here. Great. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, listeners, let's let's shoot the shit, shall we? Um, first up, we have Paragard. So this was all over my For You page, not so much anymore, but like maybe around the holidays. I don't know what the first video I saw was, but if you're not on TikTok, if you haven't seen it, I will inform you now. So basically, there's a bunch of girlies that have been going on TikTok being like, oh, my God, I just did the parasite cleanse and I lost five pounds overnight. This whole video is a trigger. I mean, this whole episode is a trigger warning, just by the way. Like, we're talking about a lot of, like, disordered things on TikTok. So just trigger warning before we get into the episode. Um, I probably should have said that earlier. But basically, these girlies were going on, like, I did this parasite cleanse and I lost five pounds. Like, here's what the bottle looks like. I got it on Amazon. And basically, you ingest this, like, supplement to deworm yourself. And all of us have parasites because the world is so toxic and the environment is so scary these days. And so then people were like, oh, my God, I'm so influenced. I have to do the parasite cleanse. And then, like, the next person was buying it. The next person was buying it. And suddenly there were all these videos. And then, of course, there were all these, like, dieticians and nutritionists, like, girlies, what the fuck are we doing? Like, why are you, like, doing a parasite cleanse? You live in the United States. Like, you're not – you have clean drinking water over there. Like, what's going on? Um. So, yeah, there's this product called Paragard. Paragard. A lot of people were buying it off of Amazon, which I'm like, why the fuck would you buy something to put in your body on Amazon when you can get like toilet paper? Like, I don't know. I'm just like, that's like, you can buy toilet paper. You can buy phone cases. You can buy like anything on Amazon. You're going to buy a cleanse. Yikes. Um, And so these people were doing this parasite cleanse because they're like, well, I feel bloated and I think that I have parasites. But people don't know if they have parasites or not. And it's like, once again, all these people that like live in the US, you have access to clean drinking water. It's not like you're living in a place like the global south where maybe you don't have 
drinking water like access to you that it would make sense that like you could have parasites if the water is contaminated right um turns out this is very unsafe people started to be shitting out the internal organs like they were like oh my god i you know they it was kind of gross these videos were like describing what their shit looked like because people were curious and they're like yeah it was just like like a really like crazy like large size of bile and all these nutritionists were like yeah that was probably like parts of your small intestine you were shitting out like, it's not safe. It's not, like, sexy for you to do that little parasite cleanse. Also, parasite cleanses are not tested to see if they work or if they're safe. They haven't gone through any sort of FDA review or approval process. So it's just you and God. Just You're just trusting that this parasite cleanse is the right thing. So I was just appalled that people were doing these, like, cleanses on TikTok. You know, I think most cleanses you see on TikTok are, like, I'm going to go on a juice cleanse, whatever, and I'm going to talk get rid of the toxins. Like, we've been used to that, like, insane language on social media for a long time but to do a parasite cleanse that is like another level of like crazy stuff on that app yeah i'm happy this was not on my for you page on tiktok this stuff obviously extreme but it's so frustrating when this type of super duper hippie stuff becomes so viral because it just makes the entire wellness industry look batshit insane And yeah, if you were a regular Joe from Minnesota and you saw this type of stuff, you'd be like, oh my God, this wellness stuff is so insane. These people are crazy. And so it just totally discredits the rest of the industry at large. And I think we might touch on a little bit how heroin chic is coming back and all that jazz. And I totally feel that more and more things like this are going to become more mainstream for people to quickly lose weight, which is like disgusting. I think to the entire conversation about bloating the fact that that is still going on on tiktok blows my mind but also i'm not surprised and people are just so desperate and just want quick fixes and it's like no sweetie maybe just drink some water and actually eat a vegetable and not just a bunch of protein bars and maybe your digestion will be a little bit better but yeah Yeah. this is concerning i feel like i've seen parasite cleanse powders at an unnamed health store before yeah i've seen them there too yeah 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 i just would never do that i sometimes magnesium spooks me out whenever i take the call magnesium and you take a little too much and you just like shit like crazy so i can't even imagine what well this i think there's obviously body. like so many misnomers about like quote weight loss and like what healthy weight loss is and like that is just like a total gray area on social media and i think yeah. that since there is such a gray area it leaves opportunity for people to come on with crazy shit like oh, I lost all this weight. And then if you go to a doctor, they're like, well, you probably lost water weight. Like you did not lose visceral fat. You didn't actually do anything like, or you maybe lost muscle mass and that means your metabolism is going to slow down. So it's not going to be weight loss in the long term. And that's why like, I, I just hate any sort of these like cleanses and stuff, because if you are approaching weight loss, like let's say your doctor or someone that you, or you want to lose weight, like that's totally fine. Like good for you. I'm not saying you can never have a desire to lose weight at some point in your life. But a parasite cleanse is like not the way to do it. And of course, everyone that was doing the parasite cleanse was a woman that was affluent, that was thin, that did not need to do this thing. And then once again, promoting it to their social media without any sort of like validation for like why they are doing it. No one was like, oh, I went to my doctor and I was in this country and they suspect that I have a parasite cleanse. It was just like, I feel bloated. So I'm going to go to the extreme and do this parasite cleanse. I mean, it's sad. I think a lot of consumerism and wellness is sad because people are so at probably such a low that they trust anything. You know, Mm -hmm. people trust the Bloom Nutrition, which I went on a rant about this past week, like kind of at the same point you made, Emma, about 
how it dilutes the credibility of any sort of wellness thing when something like bloom pops up. And I think it's just sad because it's like a lot of people feel like they can't trust doctors. They can't trust holistic remedies. And they're just like left to fend for themselves because of like governmental collapse, social safety nets falling apart that it's like, okay, I can't, I can't trust the food system, but I also can't trust these people. So I'm just going to do a parasite cleanse, but I'll talk more about that later. Once we talk about, um, kind of the rise of the carnivore diet too, because there's some cross sections. So yeah, the next point is kombucha and dental health. So this actually never came up on my TikTok, but a few people said it came up. Did it come up on yours, Emma? No, this didn't come up on mine, but I have been seeing other dental related stuff, which we can okay. get into after this. Yeah, you can chat about that. So the main thing about kombucha and dental health, I have not seen it. Um, my, you know, my first gut reaction before I did some research into this was like, oh, I'm going to guess because kombucha has sugar. And so people are going to say it's rotting your teeth and the whole debate about like sugar is sugar is sugar. Like it's just like eating Halloween candy. If you're getting this much sugar, it's kind of like the same people that say fruit is bad and demonize fruit because it has sugar in it whatever. So the the more like realistic idea behind why people are saying kombucha can have issues with your teeth is because fermented tea can stain your teeth and also kombucha is more acidic than water. So the pH levels of most kombucha drinks range from 2.5 to 3.5. And if you don't know anything about like high school chemistry, the lower the number, the more acidic it is and white vinegar is around 2.4. So you're getting pretty close to like just drinking straight vinegar for your teeth with kombucha. And so that's why doctors have said kind of said like when you finish your drink, what you could do if you're worried about it is you could rinse your mouth out with filtered water um and you could brush your teeth after drinking kombucha for me that would like make me want to throw up <laughs> like having the taste of like fermented kombucha and then like brushing your teeth right after that but it's because of this excess sugar sitting on your teeth and like if you do look at kombucha it really can range in the amount of sugar and I feel like I always try to go for one that doesn't have a shit ton of added sugar in it um because that's what makes kombucha like quote taste good is like a little bit of sugar otherwise it is pretty acidic and most kombuchas can range from like two to 30 grams of sugar and as a reference like the recommended daily intake of sugar for an entire day for women is 25 and 36 for men so if you're drinking a lot of kombucha and you're not really looking at the sugar that could lead to an issue so it's just more something to pay attention to label reading maybe when you're drinking kombucha yeah but i also wonder too how much kombucha you'd have to consume to actually have an actual impact on your dental health yeah i'm sure if you're having one or two a week which is probably what most people are doing now you're probably safe but yeah if you're yeah. chugging four kombuchas a day well we maybe, really need to just have gt scale but i doubt there's any research on that we need to have GT's Dave on the pod because he's probably chugging so much kombucha. He freaks me out. Um, But yeah, kind of touching on dental health too. I've been seeing a lot more oil pulling coming on my For mm, You page, which throwback. is exactly. And I was having a conversation with someone about different oral and dental health trends. And I was like, I don't really see any current trends or any new stuff because everyone just brushes their teeth. So there's not really an incentive to try to gen z yeah toothpaste. the the dental industry because it's just like yeah everyone brushes their teeth versus like supplements people like to show off their supplements because it's like oh i'm better than you because i take a turmeric supplement and you're just drinking plain water yeah um but anyway oil pulling when i've been seeing this on my free page i'm like i thought this was a thing that we were doing in 2015 when like mustaches were the whole yeah, thing quirky and shit, yeah. we had the weird vegan cult in california um but yeah, it's kind of coming back and I sort of, for people who don't know, oil pulling, people do it as like an alternative to using mouthwash and it can improve like gum health and bacteria. Obviously, you know, very little research done, but I think the reason it's probably coming back into fashion is because I think at the end of 2022, I was just seeing a lot of stuff on TikTok about fear mongering, about the like, toxins that are in your cleaning and beauty products. And so I think so many people are so spooked out, like you said, and are so like 
helpless and hopeless because there's no no one knows what to trust no one knows what to use and so people are just going to not that oil pulling is an extreme but are just going to these crazy measures to avoid any type of toxins from their body even though we see and experience environmental toxins on a daily basis yeah um and so i feel that's kind of the reason why it's coming back but yeah that definitely threw me for a major throwback i think i tried oil pulling once and i just hated the sensation of just oil slurping around in my mouth so I never got into that no I never got into it either I found it really annoying and I would like swallow a chunk of it because I would forget that I was doing it it like was not peaceful or nice for it once again yeah like not not yucking anyone's yum if you love oil pulling like stay at it soldier good for you but it's not something that I've gotten into along with oil pulling I've seen a rise of tongue scraping and I honestly here's another thing about TikTok that is very different from like any prior forms of social media is that I think it becomes really easy and there's been a trend of de-influencing on the app which I've loved and I was honestly going to do one about like stupid wellness products that you should never buy and it was going to be like gummy supplements like vegan collagen Mm -hmm. like stuff that is fake you know um but I think with specifically with like wellness on TikTok I think people's way to like quote become a wellness creator is to get as many social signifiers as possible it's good I'm gonna get the oil pulling thing and then I'm gonna get the ball of ankle weights and then I'm gonna get this like when people were doing those the reason I hated the wish lists and gift guides is because it was just promoting excess consumerism to people and like yeah I'm an influencer like I push stuff but it's like genuinely stuff that I use and you also don't have to buy it but it's like when it's so many things being like you need an oil puller you need this you need da, 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 da. I think that is such a rise in this consumerism that we haven't seen before with TikTok like I, I I've seen so many people get on the fucking tongue scraper train that weren't on it like five years ago like you're saying because I think TikTok has made this stuff more accessible and made people feel like I need this stuff a lot more than back then Okay, you know what's so funny about the the tongue scraper thing is that I was at Jules Naturals yesterday and they sell tongue scrapers for I think three or four dollars. And I was like, LOL, this is so funny because I'm sure so many girlies on TikTok or on social media have probably spent upwards of thirty to fifty dollars yeah. on some stupid tongue scraper. Yeah. And can't you just like use your toothbrush and just go back and forth in your tongue and clean the bacteria? I'm yeah. assuming that is just as effective. Well, it's like the same thing with like the Stanley water cup. I did not know that shit was $49. Like <laughs> imagine, you know, like it, there's so many things that are making certain habits much more expensive than they need to be. That is like annoying. And like, yeah, I have my hyper ice gun. I have my hokas, which are expensive. But once again, I am investing in certain things that I have deemed to be quality for a good amount of time. It wasn't just like I flop, flopped over because like Betty Boop influencer number one said I need hokas. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe that's me. I'm Betty but, Boop but, but also but with like, like a hyper ice or something like that, the thing with like the Stanley Cup, for example, is that you're going to have the same experience no matter drinking, what you yeah. drink out of versus like a hyper ice gun you're going to get so many more benefits and outcomes from that versus if you just try to fucking massage your ankles with your yeah, knuckles with your hands <laughs> yeah god but not to say i haven't done that before i was doing that i was down bad yesterday um which gets into my next point and i don't want to once again yuck anyone's yum because i don't know maybe this has worked for you but we got asked about like the spiky mats uh <laughs> mats, which like i totally understood when like whoever said that in geneva like shout out like i totally got what you're saying there's a few different spiky mats so we're gonna get into them first one is acupuncture yoga mats so if you google this you can get an image of what i'm talking about but basically they're like flat yoga mats and then they have like little spiky balls on them and more research is obviously needed on these things because they're like a newer invention and like we haven't done a clinical trial on like the 
efficacy of spiky yoga mats or spiky acupuncture mats. But the claims behind them is that it can kind of uh, trigger the same release that would happen in an acupuncture session. Like if you got needles into your back, so it can help relieve like lower back pain, fatigue, muscle tension, and stress. Also like, you know, another claim that they say with stress relief, you also can improve your sleep if you get one of these things. So like go at it if that thing's for you. Um, I personally have never seen one out in the wild, like an acupuncture mat, but they seem sick. The second type of mat is what I was thinking about. And my head kind of went to like a red flag territory is like these infrared PEMF mats. So if you search them, they started about a thousand dollars for like a yoga mat with, I'm going to explain it. So it's called like a pulse electromagnetic field therapy. That's like the reasoning behind it basically the quote from this one website i was on is that like pemf grounds you into the earth's magnetic field for a full body reset while infrared's deeply penetrating heat doubles your dose so this mat i was looking at had the pmf like magnetic field charged into this mat somehow and then it also had an infrared like sauna element to it which is Mm. probably why it was that expensive and so, like, the, the claims about what this does for you is it treatments or it treats your, like, acute pain from injuries and your back pain, chronic low back pain specifically. But, like, my logic about, like, the we did a whole episode about, like, EMF stuff. And I feel like that tech is kind of goes off, like, the red flag for me because I'm like, what do you mean? You're, like, going to lay on a mat and the you're going to get a higher vibrational energy from it? Like, I always joke about, like, vibrational energy because I feel like that was, like, cultural cachet back in, like, 2015 about, like, the cat beauty days and, like, the moon juice. Like, I'm going to drink my my dirt shot and my energy will be a higher vibration. Like, once again, if that's your vibe, like, go off. But I don't think there's much efficacy towards any sort of EMF, like, therapy type thing like this. Yeah, no, me neither. I, I've been seeing a lot of that stuff in my TikTok, but, but I don't really pay attention to it. Yeah, I would love to be proven wrong. Like, if you found significant, like... I really have no strong opinions here about like just shitting on this for no reason. I just am kind yeah. of like hesitant to jump on the bandwagon of this. But if you found that it's really worked for you, like definitely let me know. Cause I think like infrared saunas and shit work, but I don't know about like the EMF stuff really. Yeah. That is above, above my knowledge. Above um, okay. Let's talk about saunas. Yeah. We can talk about saunas too. So I guess someone in Geneva has been seeing a lot of saunas and hot yoga and basically just asking if heat is necessary and there's been so much on my for you page about the benefits of cold water exposure, but I have listened to a lot of TikToks about benefits of heat. So the TLDR is that yes, deliberate heat exposure can have health benefits. You don't have to have access to a sauna to experience these type of benefits. You can definitely take like a very hot shower. I think Stephanie Esteem on her podcast always talks about how she kind of creates her own DIY sauna in her bathroom so I'm sure if you listen to any episode about that she'll give you the the tea on how to do that but yes so deliberate heat exposure can have health benefits the main ones are basically cardiovascular health and your general mood so improved cardiovascular health can be impacted by saunas because heat can trigger some of the mechanisms in your brain and body as if you were to partake in some sort of physical cardiovascular activity. I went on to Andrew Huberman's website. So I was like, what are the you know requirements to experience these type of benefits? Because I think a lot of people just think, oh, I'm going to like sit in a sauna for 30 seconds and I'm going to hope that like my life is forever changed. So it's typically recommended to sit in a sauna for like five to 20 minutes for two to three times a week if you want to experience some of, some of the cardiovascular health benefits. And then for your mood, this is the one that I've kind of known more about in terms of like benefits of saunas. And that's the reason why I've been doing cold showers. And 
It's really because it releases endorphins and dynorphins. So dynorphins, which was a new term for me, actually is what releases a lot of the the discomfort feelings that you'll experience. So yeah, when you go into a sauna, it's usually uncomfortable. Or even if you go into a cold shower, it's very uncomfortable for the first, I would say, 30 to 30 to 60 seconds until your body gets a little bit adjusted to the temperature. But then it sets the stage for the endorphins, which is why you feel the sense of um, great mood afterwards. And regular sauna use can also decrease cortisol levels. So if you want to experience these health benefits, um, it's typically recommended for you to be exposed to it for at least an hour total for an entire week, but you can split it up into two, two to three sessions so you're not sitting in a sauna. And of course, having access to a sauna is expensive and most people are not going to be able to have any access to that at all. So you can do it in a hot shower. And so I think it's like really important whenever you see these type of new trendy things on the internet that you don't have to go out of your way to spend a lot of money to partake in a lot of wellness practices. You can still do it in the comforts of your own home. And I wish more and more people would kind of um, talk about the ways that you can incorporate wellness routines on a budget because so much of the time it's just a lot of expensive products getting thrown at us because of capitalism. Yeah, facts. I definitely love the infrared saunas like before bed, like it definitely calms you down. That's kind of like what hot exposure does can help you get a better, better night of sleep. Um, Like whenever I take a hot bath before bed, I notice that I'm just like a lot drowsier. So maybe that's something to look into. Um, Because yeah, water bills. I I realized that the other day that like our water bills are not like we don't have to pay for water. uh, Use that water, baby. So use that water. Take a fucking bath. Uh, I love my baths. They're so nice. Next one, a quickie that I feel like I saw on TikTok a long time ago was she halot um it's like a black the reason i've seen it is like it's this like black syrupy liquid it's like a tar like sticky substance that a lot of people have like you know just put into their like morning routines on tiktok um it goes back to like ayurvedic tradition it's been utilized for centuries i feel like the reason people probably jumped onto it it was kind of like a chlorophyll type thing where it's like supports metabolism digestion so i haven't seen it lately but i think i saw it like after it was a post chlorophyll trend pre I don't know, whatever chaos we're in now, but that was just one to note about. And then I feel like I took that supplement in college, perhaps, because I think it also can help with, if I don't mistaken, uh, for female fertility. And I was like, "Mm, I need to like balance my hormones, but I looked into it and it said that it really, well, I looked into it and said that it increases your testosterone a ton. Um, Okay. So don't know about that brother <laughs> whoopsies <laughs> but next one is the raw carrot salad and like adrenal cocktails like as we've said i think hormones have been a huge trend on tiktok which is good because i think it's cool that people are now taking care of their hormones but i think that being said there's a lot of opportunity for people just to put on random shit um it's also weird like i've seen so many girls that are selling selling like seed cycling hormonal guide like click the link in bio for 40 dollars, and i can teach you how to balance your hormones like emma and i could easily do that but it's like what the fuck like no okay you know what blows my mind is that remember again i'm bringing this up again when we had cmos life i know Instagram we, charge, yeah. we a million percent had some sort of hormone balance little we did. thing yeah we should fucking put that on the internet but not charge people I know. God, literally. Thank God. I'm going to post it. I'm going to post it. If I can find it, I will post and do the little carousel thing on TikTok for all y'all to have free content. Oh, I still have them. I'll send them to you, girl. I have them all my computer saved in a Google Drive. So we're good. Here we go. 
education the free sea muscarellis education we're just so like socialists in our practices here <laughs> anyways so the raw carrot salad if you haven't seen it i actually heard about it from the red scare podcast yikes like dasha was talking about this shit and i was like what the fuck like i heard about it on tiktok and then i was like what is this raw carrot salad and then you google it and like dasha comes up so there's this dude named ray pete who's like some holistic nutritionist that like dasha from the podcast like now uh like subscribes to i guess in her diet one thing that he has is called like the raw carrot salad since the raw carrot salad has like gone viral on tiktok it has garnered like over 8.6 million views on tiktok of people doing it and like i didn't realize that it got blown up on tiktok that much um basically what you do is you grate uh carrots into like a bowl and then you just put like olive oil or coconut oil and like apple cider vinegar and you just eat it like that now, I eat vegetables in, like, a weird... Like, I can eat some raw veggies. You know, I do that all the fucking time. But I just find it very strange that I would sit with, like, only carrots that I shredded up. Like, I will just take a chunk of a bite into a raw carrot myself versus, like, dicing it up. And the the main health claim behind, like, why you need to eat a raw carrot salad every single fucking day because it balances, balances your estrogen levels. And, like, mm-hmm. the logic behind that is because, like, you're eating so many carrots with, like, the apple cider vinegar that it mixes together... And, like, overall, if you think about it, there might be something because you're eating foods with a lot of fiber. And if you weren't eating that many carrots before doing it, you're going to get a significant more amount of fiber than your diet was, like, the previous day. But it doesn't have to be carrots specifically. And, like, when you are eating a lot of foods that are fiber-rich, like, around your menstrual cycle, your estrogen levels are going to be at your highest. So that's kind of, like, it's one of these things where, like, you might get the benefit, but it's not because of the reason you're doing it. Just because you're eating vegetables is probably why it's leading to, like, this balanced estrogen levels. And so, like, yeah, if one thing isn't going to change your life, of course, it's not going to be, like, the parasite cleanse, like, brings you closer to God or, like, this fucking raw carrot salad thing. So if you like carrots and you like eating them like this, like, I guess fucking go off. Like, eat your raw carrot salad. I'm just going to munch on them with some hummus. That's what I'm going to do, but I don't know. Yeah, that feels like a lot of effort. Yeah eat some carrots especially because I don't have a fucking food grater so I don't have any way to chop up my carrots in that that manner but yeah I mean if this is an easy way for you to ingest vegetables in a fun way go for it but like Kate said eating the carrots is not the reason it's just because you're eating a vegetable versus something else yeah the next topic we can chat chat about quickly the rise of almond moms uh buckle fat I was gonna say buccal fat buckle fat plastic surgery heroin chic these are all kind of together and unfortunately i think these are just something that are a trend that is here to stay with us on social media unfortunately and we talked about that last year like as soon as we saw the kardashians get plastic surgery whether or not you pay attention to the kardashians or not they are a huge signifier of where culture leads to and after we saw that we started to see a rise of this crazy shit now the discourse around almond moms is interesting because i have a meme in the drafts in the cmos girlies drafts about like us trying to unlearn like the crazy detox like diet not detox but diet shit that our moms were all put on in like the 90s and like early 2000s because there was so much back then of like eat a low cholesterol diet eat a low fat diet like don't look at olive oil and our moms were like raised into their like motherhood to put these onto our kids and i feel like that's why there's so many fucking almond moms like on tiktok and I mean, I love the pushback when you see the moms that are like clearly not almond moms and people like post about their moms of like letting them eat cake and brownies and like whatever the fuck they want. But yeah, I can't imagine growing up with a fucking almond mom. My mom is interesting for her own reasons, but we definitely were not like restricted at all in our childhood. 
Yeah, if anything, I think I'm very impressed with my mom's healthy relationship to food, and she has never had any issues. My dad, on the other hand, again, has his interesting food moments. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I'm really happy that I didn't grow up in an environment where my mom was like that, especially because being in high school, you there's just like such a great chance that you are going to experience some sort of like eating disorder because that's like very prevalent and kind of when it occurs. And then having an almond mom on top of that, I'm just sure would just destroy you. Well, I think I was exposed to almond moms of like, if I became friends with someone and they had an almond mom and I was like, what the fuck? Like your mom is going to make you eat like trail mix without any peanut, like without any M&Ms and you're not going to get any sugar and da, 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 da. Or I would notice it vice versa. If I had a friend that had an almond mom and they came over to my house and they're like, wait, you guys have Oreos? Like my mom doesn't let us eat those. And I was always like, oh my God, that's so sad. Like eat three, like have some Oreos. You know what I mean? Um, With the buccal, buccal fucking fat shit. Um, That once again, it's only going to be like the wealthy that have access to go get this like strange removal. I personally love my like chubby cheeks. I feel like a round face is beautiful. I just think it's really strange the extremes people go to with plastic surgery. And I'm not like plastic surgery is bad like you're catering to the male gaze whatever like I don't get plastic surgery if you want to get plastic surgery I personally will never go under the knife because that freaks me out I barely can get um a shot and not pass out so I do not think I could get any form of plastic surgery ever um yeah I don't really have that many things to say about the buckle fat I was just kind of like what the fuck are we doing as a society I mean I'm not surprised people have been getting plastic surgery for years and yeah yeah, like don't feel ashamed if you have chubby cheeks I have chubby cheeks and I'm rolling with it because I also know that our faces won't be this plump when we're in our 30s. And it's nice to see a lot of older people on TikTok be like, you don't need to get the surgery because like, look at me when I was your age and look at me now, like my face has hollowed out a bit. So if you're someone who is self-conscious, just know you might be wishing you had your chubby cheeks when you're 30 or 40. Yeah. Um. Next one. I don't know if you've seen it, but the hatch alarm clock. Negative. Oh my God, really? So I've seen this on TikTok. I think I got it pushed me once in an ad but then I saw a few people just like organically talking about it it's an alarm clock uh I should look up the price of it but it's an all-in-one device that combines a smart light sound machine sunrise alarm and meditation so my sense of the clock is that you set you know like a wake a wind down time a wake up time and the wind down time like it'll set the light to be like that sort of like reddish orangish color to help you wind down it you can do different things in the app if you like pay for the premium thing which i don't think you have to have but it will like turn your phone on do not disturb it'll remind you to start reading it will like start playing like peaceful sounds like right before you're about to fall asleep and then it will play sounds throughout the night so you can choose like brown noise you can choose white noise you can like do whatever you want and then it'll set like a sunrise alarm that is supposed to be like really peaceful and most people on TikTok I've seen have that have like reviewed the product organically have been like, hey, I've like never been able to fall asleep and like get a good wind down routine. And this like totally helped me or like I live in a place where I don't have access to like getting that, you know, like Andrew Huberman says, go get your sunrise in the morning. Like I don't have that or I have to wake up early for work and like the hatch alarm clock is good for me. My thing about this is like I'm a big like routine when it comes to like wind down and wake up. Right have my brown noise on I have like my eye mask on I try to do all my things before bed to like help me cool down and like I don't need my alarm clock like I'm just saying like I've democratized that process for me I have a free brown noise app in my phone I use my janky iPhone alarm um I like I just wear like an eye mask a silk eye mask I got off an airplane one time over my eyes like for me it doesn't have to be that much more complex to like invest in this type of alarm clock 
um, that I was shocked that like, yeah, it has all these features and it's like that expensive and people are buying it. That was like my big like, oh. yeah, my first like reaction is that this just sounds like my phone. Right. Like my, my, my phone has the sunrise app. My phone tells me when I need to wind down. Yeah. I blast the lights in my apartment when I wake up to get some sort of likes. It's still dark out. Um, yeah. I don't know what the price is, but if look you are desperate, maybe get it. But I also think you can easily recreate this through free tools and apps on your phone. Yeah. This, and... this alarm clock is $130. Okay. That's crazy to me. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, like, once again, I spent I spend my money in certain like areas of like the wellness tech, but this is something that I would personally never spend my money on. But just get a good magnesium, go to bed at a decent time. Maybe don't be on your phone 30 minutes before you go to bed and you'll be fine. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Who fucking knows? Um, not discounting it if once again, if you do have it and it works for you, like would love to hear more about it. But that was just like my first thought on it that I was kind of shocked by it. Yeah. The next thing has been, I feel like we've touched on it in some episodes here and there, but we're gonna talk about the carnivore diet, liver king, raw milk, all that stuff, whole milk, whatever. Um, this has kind of started, I would say, for the past probably half of a year that I've seen a rise in this type of content. If you're not familiar, there's people that are fully eating raw meat and raw organs every single day. They've kind of reverted maybe from like a vegan diet. And now they're like, I want to eat whole milk. I don't want to eat tofu anymore. And they've done a total 180 flip. Um, What's that diagram I'm thinking of when it's like two uh, people on the ends of the political spectrum and you like a horseshoe theory of like people used to be super like, I'm going to save the earth environment shit. And now they're eating raw liver. Like it's a full flip. Um, and I think I saw it in like a TikTok trend this past week where there was like that little boy that I don't know what movie this is from, where he like walks up to the screen and then it flips. You did one. Um, um, the stranger kids guy, stranger things kid guy. Yeah. Where there was someone made a video and it was like beyond meat on the screen. It had like all the alternative milks and cashew cheese. And then he snapped and it went to like a full carnivore diet. And my thing about carnivore diet is that we have this camp of really weird people in this like horseshoe theory again, where they go from being leftist, care about the earth, care about the environment and shit. And now they're like being sucked into right wing propaganda because there isn't sort of like a leftist solution towards like the issues. And so people are just like, okay, I'm going to go and be like far right wing and like, fuck the government. I don't believe in government regulation of my food. I just want to like go and get the raw milk. So it's a valid like critique that people see like we have poor social safety nets, we have poor health health outcomes in this country, but the solution they're running towards is like scary. And it's kind of weird when you see this language of like the government doesn't care about us and poisons us, but then the solution is like I'm going to go eat raw liver. Like that's a huge jump to make and I think it's crazy that I've seen an escalation of so many people making that jump. And also like random health and wellness girlies or like vegan YouTubers are now making that jump to like I don't support the government. And then they get into like this anti-COVID thing. And the only way I think we could get out of this in like a a smart, equitable way is if the government starts to subsidize things like fruits and vegetables. If the government, you know, creates policy changes towards a more just food system. It's not towards like like an isolationist individual thing where you go eat raw meat because you have access to it, like whatever. Um... So that's the kind of scary thing because, yeah, I think the people are jumping because they don't see a clear solution and they're just like, I'm going to go carnivore diet, I guess. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, Okay, to round out this episode, someone wanted us to touch on the Consumer Reports Lab about the findings of heavy metals and dark chocolate chocolate. for people who don't know. So Consumer Lab Reports, they do a lot of testing on consumer products and they tested, I want to say, about 23 different chocolate bars 
and found high levels of lead and cadmium in different brands. So a few of the brands that they tested were like Who Kitchen, Hershey's, Trader Joe's, Theo, et cetera. And they found that a lot of these did contain heavy metals. And I actually have the list. And they basically said that eating one ounce of one of these chocolate bars put you at risk at going over the level of exposure to these heavy metals. And I think one thing to note is that heavy metals are found naturally in the soil, but there's been increased levels due to human activity because of like pollution and us just being like terrible, nasty people to the internet or internet, the, the <laughs> environment. Um, and the reason people are freaking out is because long-term exposure can be dangerous for kids and adults, especially pregnant women, because it can impact different organs, so like your brain, kidney, liver, et cetera. And I do just want to say that like, we're again, exposed to so many toxins on a daily basis and there's such little that we can do about it. And it sucks that there's no government intervention when it comes to protecting the soil or the environment at large for general public safety and health. And so the people who are going to be able to avoid these certain dark chocolates or to avoid certain heavy metal toxins are those a that are privileged enough to have access to these like findings or these reports like consumer labs is not typically free to like the public to have access to and for people to like seek out these quote-unquote safe chocolates again you're just gonna have to have like extra time on your hands to like maybe go to one specific grocery store to get a certain type of chocolate and there's also just limited testing and labeling so it places a lot of places consumers really like in the dark when it comes to shopping for certain products yeah. and like, yeah, it sucks, but there's nothing that we can really do about it. And that's just the reality that we live in. But for people who are curious, I'll read off the brands that are quote unquote safe. What's actually really great is that I think some of these brands you can easily find at a target or a, uh, a Walgreens and, or a Walmart. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, so mass chocolate, Taza, Ghirardelli, um the Ghirardelli 86% cacao and the 72% cacao are safe choices ones that are high in cadmium include like Alter Ego the Pasha brand that uh vegan the vegan one um Beyond Good Lint Chocolate and then high in lead includes Lily's Who Trader Joe's Hershey Tony's so something to maybe keep in mind again like I'm not really gonna think twice about the chocolate because I'm only eating a little bit here and there that I don't think it's going to impact me and it's probably like I'm gonna die from my phone regardless yeah I think it's weird that health specifically and like health and wellness like what's the thing to be scared of this week we fixate on really weird things and we don't focus on the fact that all of us have phones glued to us 95 percent of the time you walk outside and you're getting pollution that's why like any sort of like super isolation individualistic solution to like the discontent you feel with our modern world like you can't cure that you can't like optimize yourself with all your little like tools and gadgets it would come from like community care it would come from legislation for all of us to have a better outcome and it's hard because I feel like people don't think that they have like power to act in their community we're a lot less like in you know in um coordinates with our communities than we were years ago um and so I think it's it's kind of scary whenever there's these little things that come up because I'm like yeah I don't care enough about my chocolate to like do this like it would be so much extra work for me to do and I'm probably going to die one day um if anyone wants to read a good book about like mortality and like wellness um there's a book called Natural Causes I think I've mentioned it on the pod before it's by Barbara Enrich she's one of my favorite authors that touches a lot on health and disparities and social safety nets in the country that book talks a lot about how like you got to be comfortable with the fact we're all going to die one day like you can definitely try to live a healthier life and like prevent sort of like illness and stuff like that but 
you're not going to be able to live until you're like 300. And oh my gosh, I forgot that article of the guy that like has changed his biological clock or something like that. And it would cost him like $2 million a year to like do it. Did you see that at all? No, I didn't. Oh God, I don't even know. Someone I think DM'd us on CMOS girlies about it too. It was like- um, Oh wait, I feel like I did see the DM, but I- didn't really process it yeah it's like some young dude that has started some company to basically hack so he never dies and i'm like that is crazy we're all gonna die like Like, you you really want to you really want to live that long forever yeah like that's crazy like trust me i want to live a long healthy life but i'm not trying to live 250 fucking years i'm good crazy um well i think that's the pod i think that's the trend stuff but thank you girlies for sending your trends it was very fun to see what rabbit holes you're on on tiktok and which ones we're on and also, thank you for everyone who had really positive feedback about our first episode back into back. the new year. A lot of you guys enjoyed the format. A lot of you all said that it was nice to hear Kate and I excited and positive. And I'm sorry if we were like down bad for a few episodes before we took a break, but we're back. We're rejuvenated. We're happy. We're healthy. So here's to many more positive episodes here's the 2023 yeah i feel like the memes are getting better too like we both had like i mean we were consistently pumping them out but i just feel like you and i have new topics and we have some new i feel like super fans and the memes which is always awesome to see yeah so thank you girlies um we wouldn't be here without you and we will talk to you next week yeah yep bye bye cmos girlies make sure you know you do all the like comment subscribe things too but talk to you tuesday bye The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com